Welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. It's been it's been a week, y'all. It's been a week. How are y'all doing? How's it going? Good. Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. We've been ripping and running, trying to get everything straight. I know y'all been on the move, so it's all good. But we made it. We made it. We made it. So. Good morning, becoming Eva group, clan, yes. warriors. As y'all can tell, we have a very special guest with us on this morning, none other than Mr. Ryan Moore, the other half of Moreland, as I like to affectionately call y'all. So (laughs) how's it going? It's going pretty good. This week has been rough for me. Um, I am preparing to take my Broadfield High School Science Certification GACE. So I have been studying chemistry and physics all week. I'm pretty good in like, you know, the life sciences. So like bio, all that stuff and earth systems, which is what I kind of currently teach and environmental stuff. So I have been woo, studying for hours and hours, my chemistry and physics this week. God bless you. When when is your is it an exam? Is that what it's actually called? Okay. When do you have to take that? I have to take it on Tuesday. It's two parts. It's like a two hour and ten minute test, and it's two different tests. So I take the first one on Tuesday, and then I'll have to register for the second one. All right, all right. Good deal. Oof. I have no doubt you will do phenomenal. You're a genius, so you're gonna <laughs> soar. With flying colors, but yeah, I can only imagine that how extensive the studying has been. I mean, the sciences to me are very intimidating. I mean, I did my prerequisites and I moved on with my life. (laughs) (laughs) For you to dive deeper and deeper and deeper and strive to remain like, you know, just consistent and up to date because science is ever evolving. That's amazing. So kudos for real. Thank you. I know Ryan's been like, are you, you still studying? You've been up forever. You're like, yeah, this is hard stuff. This chemistry and physics. It's no joke. It's no joke, been, but you got it. I've been binge watching my billion series uh, without interruption. Oh my gosh. Now billions. Is that the one with the rock or am I thinking of something else? No, that's uh, uh, so billions is, um, all about uh, billionaires and you know money and and uh, the financial market. Uh, the Rock was ballers. Okay, okay. Is so billions is current, right? Like it's not in yeah. syndication or anything. Yeah, it's current. It's uh, okay. Like the new season's coming soon. Is that the like one that in, has? Um, right what'd you say? I'm sorry. It's in a new season right now, like season six. 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to, cause I've heard of it, but I'm trying to place the people that are in it. Is Felicia Rashad's daughter in it? Condola? Yes. Is that the, okay. Yes. Got it, got it. And it's starring Paul Giamatti. Okay. Yes. 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 So is it good? Do you like it? It's good. It's good. It's one of those makes you think like um, you, especially, you know, there's certain shows out there that will help you strategize your own life. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those shows that I look at where I'm like, I'm taking notes like, OK, these writers didn't just put this in here because it sounds good. They put it in here because it's a it's a fact. It's true. It can be. That's proven. what's up. So, yeah. Cool. OK, well, good people. Let's go ahead and dive into what's trending. We've got uh, two topics that I want us to hone in on before we dive into love and kids. First and foremost, I know y'all were watching the Super Bowl. So we got to recap on that. Uh, I don't know. Well, clearly you rep in Atlanta. So neither one of your teams made the (laughs) Super Bowl. But (laughs) were you rooting? Were either of you rooting for any particular team? Absolutely not. If a Georgia player is on the roster, I don't have any love for you. It's Roll Tide, Alabama all day. So Matt Stafford and uh, Sony Michelle, I wasn't even happy for him. But I was happy for Odell Beckham Jr. And I was happy for Von Miller. And I was happy for uh, Aaron Darnold because Aaron Darnold and there's another guy, uh, Andrew Whitworth. They all are retiring with Super Bowl rings and, you know, Hall of Fame aspirations moving forward. Um, Aaron Darnold said he had promised his daughter uh, that she could play in the confetti one day when she was five years old. And she finally got to do that, you know, and I don't know how long ago that was or how old she is now, but he said that was a promise that he made. And yeah, they, those guys are looking to retire now. So that's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. Well, I'm not a big fan of football, so I was just there for the food and the halftime show. What about you, Toya? Did you watch, like, what were (laughs) your thoughts? I did watch part of it, but you know, I was there for the halftime show too. Yeah. (laughs) Facts. Facts. So and the halftime show was awesome. Yes, that's what I'm getting to, y'all. Hip hop made history because, to my knowledge, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time we featured that. Uh, you know, NFL has featured hip hop artists, but you know where they may be partnered with someone else or brought out by someone else. But this is the first time that they have literally held it down from start to finish, and mm-hmm. they repped well. Not only did they represent the West Coast, West Side well, but they represented hip hop well. And so I just thought it was phenomenal from top to bottom. I was so excited, especially when they brought out uh, 50 Cent, even though folks were saying he was looking more like half a dollar. But, uh, you know, I was excited <laughs> when they brought him out. And just, you know, just to see all that incredible talent on the stage, my favorite part I would have to say was probably Kendrick, but I, I just enjoyed it all. What what did y'all think? Who what were your favorite parts, thoughts, all of that? So I'm not a 50 Cent fan. Um, I mean, <laughs> I like them. I like them, but I noticed what Dre was doing. Like I actually had somebody from the West Coast talk to me about this. Um, Dre brought out all his people, right? But he didn't really bring out the representation of, of California the way he could have. You know what I mean? Like 50 yeah. Cent is an East Coast guy. Um, It just so happens that 50 Cent, Eminem are part of his roster, and he wanted to make millions more money, million more dollars off of those guys in their Super Bowl appearances, because here you are talking about 53 million viewers. So it's a huge opportunity, right? But what about Ice Cube? You know what I mean? Like, what about the West Coast legends that should have been featured in that show? Because this is California love. This is the city that 
the, the Super Bowl was represented in. So I feel like that should be, you know, one of the things that could have been considered. And then here's here's a, a real turning point for me was you had some of the folks from NWA and Death Row Records who started off with the whole like police movement, you know, um, forget the police, forget the police, forget them. And so it's like, that's amazing to see, you know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people had, um, you know, controversy of them being up there, especially because, you know, just 20, 25 years ago, they were screaming, you know, attack the police. So it's interesting. It was really interesting. I was, it was good. Uh, I wish Mary J. Blige had kept the energy going. I wish she had done more of her poppy songs, mm-hmm. more so than kind of like bring the, bring it down. But Eminem kneeling was probably my favorite. Eminem and who? Eminem kneeling. Oh, kneeling. Got it. Okay. Sorry, Toya. Go ahead. I was just going to say 50 Cent's, the song that he chose or whoever chose, and the way that, you know, his dancers are dressed. I was like, ooh, you know, because, you know, it's a family kind of time and people have their young kids there. That would be my only like criticism of that part of the show so it's like oh okay and like yeah. his song of choice or whoever it was it. a little risque and i will and of course my dj husband is chiming in saying and he's right it was a dr dre set versus a west coast set um which is why all of the artists and all of the songs chosen even were his production they featured his production so because of course you know mary's not west coast either but you know she's actually working with him for her next album and you know all that good stuff so i think that was the strategy behind it but i'm with you ryan i think to me the icing on the cake or the cherry on the top would have been if he brought out nwa like if he'd have brought out you know mc ren if he'd have brought out um ice cube if he'd you know like yeah. that would have been dope to me, like a dope surprise. That's so. what I was hoping for, honestly. Yeah. I was like, it'll come, it'll come. Yeah, I like the tribute to Tupac too. Yeah, yeah, that was dope too. That was really dope. So I enjoyed it. I feel like they definitely blazed a trail, if you will, um, for future hip hop artists and show that it can be done and it can be done with excellence. So yeah. yes, I was here for it. All right, our next trending topic, Richardson versus Valeva. Okay, so, and I hope I'm saying her name right. Maybe it's Valeva, but Valeva. She is basically a, or her first name is Camila. Camila Valeva is a 15-year-old Russian figure skater. And long story short, back in December, she tested positive for a performance-enhancing drug. But she still, what? Got to compete in the Olympics. And Russia took home the gold for figure skating. So needless to say, there was some commentary, some feedback as it relates to what went down with Shakari Richardson when she tested positive for marijuana in preparation for the 2020 Olympics and in fact was disqualified. Now, the reason, at least from the article that I read, there may be other rationale here, which I'm probably sure there is, but the reasoning that was stated as to why she was able to still participate is because it would have caused irreparable harm if she were disqualified. So I don't know if they're thinking because she's so young, it could have been mentally you know, debilitating or what have you. But at the same time, I'm like, both of these are young women. 
Shakari had just lost her mother, was going through a lot herself. She had already experienced irreparable harm and was still performing exceptionally on top of experiencing irreparable harm. And here they are trying to protect this precious 15 year old from experiencing irreparable harm and being disqualified, even though she's young enough, she could have qualified the following year or two years later. I mean, could definitely have been a teaching moment, but I'm curious as to what you all's thoughts are. Do you think there was a double standard here? Do you think the circumstances were different? Like, what are your thoughts? Definitely think it's a double standard. Um, my biggest thing is fairness. Like you have to be fair across the board. Like if, if yeah. you do it for one and not the other, you got to look at the optics. That that looks awful. Like it's just, it's a double standard. And I, I don't, I don't know if it's a privilege thing uh, because of maybe where she's from, what she looks like. I don't know but it's definitely a, a double standard. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll chime in and say when I first hear when I first hear you mention Russia, that tells me a bully mentality. And mm. I think one of the things that they were con concerned about is Russia doing something crazy. Because you know, uh Russia, Germany, they've always had and all and also, you know, the Middle East, they've always had these um competitive natures when it comes to the Olympics. And they will kill and destroy people over these Olympics. I mean, it happens all the time. I, I remember um, Germany um, killing one of their own because they lost in a um, they lost in a uh, a team game. You know, mm. so it happens. That it's it's dangerous for those countries and for the people there. And it could have been dangerous for her. Russia being pulled out could have possibly meant that she could have got death threats. The same way um, Simone Biles got all those threats and, you know, negative comments uh, when she uh, decided to focus on her mental health. And I think it's the I think it's the same thing. I think only different dangerous. I think in the United States, uh, we hear about threats and we hear people say nasty things on social media, but no one ever really goes out and, you know, tries to uh, they get over it. They don't try yeah. to go out and, you know, settle the score. They get over it by the time their minds settle down. Yeah, I got you. There's definitely, I believe, another layer there, given the fact that um, she does represent the country, Russia. Um, some of what you mentioned, but then also the fact that we're already potentially at odds with Russia right now. Yeah. Like it's some yeah, stuff that could pop off like very real, very soon. So mm -hmm. I don't know if they weren't trying to poke the bear on this one, but I just felt crazy because I was one of the people like rules are rules. So when like you turn around and like you see this, it's like, okay, I'm I'm trying to be objective here. And clearly y'all are not. So it just, yeah, it's a mess. Toy, you have anything else you wanted to share on it? All right. Well, you all, let's dive on in. So our journey of love this month for the month of February continues. Uh, for those of you that may have missed, I encourage you to go back. We've been on this journey all month. Um, for the first week in February, we talked about love and dating. We really wanted to hone in on the singles and talk about what it means to be or have a high value man or a high value woman and what the standards should be as you are out here in these dating streets, which are real. 
And then last week, we actually talked about love and marriage, where we had the opportunity to interview some newlyweds and really talk about how life has changed now that they are officially married, you know, and so definitely encourage you to go back and check those out. But this week, we're talking about love and kids. So I'm sure, as we alluded to last week, the journey has changed tremendously, not only from dating to marriage, but also from marriage to having children. And so who better than to have my beautiful co-host and her handsome husband, LaToya and Ryan Moore? I mean, y'all are, as far as I'm concerned, y'all are pros, y'all are OGs in the parenting game. So uh, we're about, we about to get some knowledge this week, y'all. If you ain't know, now you know, you're about to get some knowledge. So we're going to kick it off with how it started, okay? So for those that don't know or may have not heard the whole story, can you two share with us how you two met? Yes. So we actually met our, at our church, Word of Faith. One Sunday, I, I was having car troubles, so I had a friend pick me up and take me to church, and he had his uh, nieces and nephews with him, and we were running late, and this is like strictly like platonic friend, so we were running late, and it was snowing outside, it was cold, it was a January, I think, if I remember correctly, and so uh we had some friends saving us seats and we had to go up in the balcony and I was wearing like some like five inch heels and I was holding one of the little toddlers or babies going up the stairs and lo and behold, I tripped going up the stairs and I held onto the baby so that we didn't both tumble and fall and with me trying to brace myself and the baby so that we didn't completely go tumbling down the stairs. Um, I sprained my ankle in the process mm -hmm. <laughs> at church in the middle of um, the pastor preaching, which is so super embarrassing, but I saved the baby. Um, so <laughs> afterwards, after church, I noticed um, Mr. Moore was standing by the, the drum set and I was sitting down trying to like massage my ankle. Um, and I was like, I'm gonna wait till like it clears out before I try to limp out of here since I had to take my shoes off. So I was just kind of sitting there waiting until, uh, it cleared out. And so eventually I came down the stairs and I saw Mr. Moore outside talking to one of my neighbors and I kind of jumped into the conversation. They were, I don't remember exactly what they were talking about. Um, and I, I remember him shaking, like shaking my hand and introducing himself. And he's like, hi, um, you know, I'm Ryan Moore and I'm trying to introduce myself. And he's like, I know who you are. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know I was popular. <laughs> he knew, you know, me. The church. And he knew who I was. And I was like, okay. Um, and so we kind of talked and uh, he helped, helped me limp outside to the car because I had a sprained ankle. And I don't think he uh, really noticed that. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't really notice my ankle because I was standing in the church barefoot and... <laughs> You know, just kind of hanging out and talking, and he helped me with my bags and 
uh, helped lift me up to the car with someone else because it was cold outside and I didn't want my bare feet to, you know, have to walk on the cold ground. So I don't know if he remembers all that, but that is how we met. And then a couple days later, or when was it the same day that you um, Facebook befriend me? Was that the same day? Mm-hmm. Okay, same day. So he All sent right. me a Facebook friend request, and I was scrolling through and reading some of his posts, and I made a comment on one of his posts. I don't know if that was the same day or not. And I, I think I said, oh, this is interesting. I would love to hear more. And that was like, hey, here's a clue. I'm dropping out <laughs> and wait for you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So they I think pay that's attention. That's Go ahead. How we met in a nutshell. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah. So it was the uh it was a post that I, you know, back in the day you could just put like Facebook like uh stories up and posts. And um I put up one called the keys to the perfect relationship. And I talked about when God is the uh when God is the key and your heart is the lock. You know, it unlocks the perfect relationship. Um, uh, and so she commented on it and it was like, this is interesting. I'd love to hear more about this. I was like, oh, she's flirting. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I messaged her and um, she messaged me back like, uh, here's my number. I asked her for a number. She said, she said, here's my number. I'll be up a little while longer. Oh, another. That was call me same day. Right. So mm-hmm. I called her. And um, we talked for about six, seven hours on the phone. Mm. And then the next day, um, I showed up at her school with Apple and was just like, this is for my favorite teacher. He came to my planning period. The next day. Yes. And let me tell you, when I met him, I do remember now, he was wearing like a sweater and some slacks. But when he showed up at my school... He had on like a three-piece suit. I remember like the trench coat jacket. I think he had a trench coat jacket. All right, Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> his waves and his hair were popping. They were I shining. And I was like, oh, okay, you didn't look like this yesterday. Yes. <laughs> he, he pulled out this green apple out of his pocket. It was so sweet. I love it. I love it. I can already tell. I mean, I already knew the theme was y'all didn't waste no time, but like literally from day one, y'all ain't waste no time. And I'm telling you singles, pay attention to the little breadcrumbs that Toya was dropping along the way. Very classy, very graceful. But she was like, hey, the door is open. If you want to, if you want to come and get to know me better, if you want to call me, if you want to reach out, like, yeah, you know, she put it out there. So I'm just saying, and she did it in a classy, non-thirsty way. Y'all trying to find out, like, should I ask the person out? Should I? I'm telling you, there's a better way. And Toya just <laughs> demonstrated it. Yeah. So, but let me ask you, because I did not know all of this story. Like most or some of it I knew, but the beginning part about you spraining your ankle. Okay, you said, like, did y'all get into at the church? Like, did y'all run into each other in the parking lot? Like, was that one of his niece or nephews that you were holding? Like, who was the baby? So the baby was a friend of mine's nephew and niece. Okay. Because my car problems, he actually picked me up. And Ryan picked you up or your cousin? Oh, okay. 
Okay, girl. My male friend. My male. Okay. He was was a a guy. My male friend picked me up and took and like gave me a ride to church that day. We were like really just cool friends. Nothing. Got it, got it. No, I'm not trying to open that can of worm. I was just trying to figure out because at first I thought you were talking about Ryan. So I was like, did y'all meet in the parking lot? But y'all met officially after church. After church. Correct. Got it. So you were just when sharing was- how you sprained your ankle. Right, right, okay. right, right. And okay. so Ryan was talking to my neighbor and it made more sense for my neighbor to bring me home versus my friend. And so... Got it. He helped me get into my neighbor's car since we lived like a, a few houses away from each other. Got it. Okay. So interesting. I love how the dots are connecting now here. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So can you share? So you show up the next day, y'all. I reiterate, they ain't wasn't wasting <laughs> no time. You show up the next day with an apple in a three-piece suit looking like Humphrey. Humph- I keep saying Humphrey Bogart because I keep thinking that he is looking at you, kid, or something. But you showing up in your suit with your apple, like favorite teacher. So what happened from there? Like, did y'all officially start dating or were you playing hard to get? Like, what? Where, where did y'all like, where did this go? Okay. So I believe, was it the same night? Um, that he came over and after, you know, like the whole Apple thing, I think he came over that night because I I was still like limping around at school and I think he bought some Epsom salt. He ran some bath water for me. Um, Not like to, not, not to take a bath, but to soak my feet. So he put some rose petals in the bathtub and put some Epsom salt. And he started rubbing my feet, my ankle, the one that was sprained, and he was praying over my feet. And the and I was like, oh my gosh. This was the same day or the this next was, day? I think was this the same day or the I think next, it was the next day? It might have been the next day. I was y'all. Okay, go ahead. Y'all was in the so HOV lane for real. Okay, go this ahead. This was the next day, I think. The next day. Um, where he, he came to help my ankle. So he was rubbing my feet with epsom salt water rose petals praying he was praying over my feet amen Um, pray brother yes and i was like oh my goodness (laughs) where have you been (laughs) and then that was it and then we talked on the phone like he left after that it was just literally just to pray over my feet and tend to my sprained ankle Awesome. And then from there, we just kept like calling each other. Um, We didn't officially start dating until seven days after we met. So the very next Sunday, Mm -hmm. he actually asked me out on an official date. We went to IHOP after church for some brunch. And he officially asked me to be his girlfriend. I love it. I love it. Ryan, you have anything you want to add? I love this. Well, yeah. So there was the so that was a Sunday that we met, and then it was a Tuesday that I came over with the rose petals. But then that Thursday we met at church. We got in my car and we went to Wendy's for some fast food. And oh, there's a I part of the forgot, story. Forgot that one. Yeah, there's a part of the story that I, I have not told um, because uh, the friend that I was talking to was interested in her as well. Mm. And so it was kind of like. The neighbor. But, you, but you're the neighbor and you ain't made your move yet. Mm. Oh, step out the way. Like, step out the way. All so, right, Luda. I called him, though. I called him and I was just like, hey, man, I just want to let you know that uh, I did exchange numbers with uh, Latoya, 
we're getting to know each other. And I think I like a man. And he was like, oh, well, you know, it's cool and everything. But and I was like, oh, man, they're 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 um, trying to get my order at the window. Let me call you back. And I never called back. Just kept it moving. Did he know that she was with you? At that moment, I don't no. think so. Like no. that she was in the car with you? That's hilarious. No, but then it was a couple of it was like the following week after we made it a fit. We made it official that following Sunday. But it was like that very next Friday, we went to a friend's birthday party and he was there. And we were already a couple at that point. Mm. So he was mad. He was mad. His friends were mad too. So I had to like <laughs> live down some criticism. But at the end, everybody was like, hey, he made his move. Hard knock honestly, I, I, the other guy was not even my type. I would not have been interested. So mm-hmm. I don't know why they, everyone was so upset. <laughs> I was I like, mean, you I know, know. <laughs> when somebody likes somebody, you know, they want them to at least take their shot, but he ain't shoot a shot. Ryan did. So, He's but I, I just have to, what'd you say? <laughs> See, he was next door. He had like 24 <laughs> hours a day to take his shot. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He had plenty of opportunity, space and opportunity. But I just wanted to call out one incredible thing that stuck out to me on Tuesday when you came over with the rose petals and massaged her ankle and the Epsom salt and prayed over her foot. Now, let me be clear, ladies, because I, I'm just speaking for the ladies, because I'm saying when when we come across somebody that appears to be, and I say appear, I'm not talking about you, I'm just saying in general, <laughs> appears to be the total package, we instantly open up like, woo, you know what I'm saying? And there's easy for, it's easy for a guy to step in and potentially, potentially take advantage of the situation. What I love about this situation and this story here is that you did not do that, Ryan. And I don't, I mean, I don't know what Toya's disposition was or anything at that time, but the fact that you literally came to just tend to her ankle, pray over her ankle. And while she found that very attractive, you were like, and I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did what I was supposed to do. It wasn't like, hey, let me inch on over and let me, you know, like maneuver this and do that. I'm sure you were planting seeds, but at the same time, like you were a gentleman. And Mm -hmm. that is what I really want to call out in this scenario, (laughs) in this situation here, because women, especially when we see, when we just get a whiff of something that looked like the total package, sometimes we like, oh, I'm all in. Let's, Let's go, you know? And men can take advantage of that. And here, you didn't you didn't open it all the way up, Toya, and Ryan didn't take advantage of the situation either. And so I just love that. I just wanted to point that out. So, all right. So seven days later, y'all officially started to date. And how long did you all date before you got married? So we dated. Or proposed, I should say. But go ahead. We dated for four additional months before Ryan got on one knee. Well, he didn't get on one knee. Uh, but... <laughs> Because he proposed, we were at a fancy dinner. Or did you get on one? No, I did. You did officially did. get on me? I don't remember. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. No, because I turned was... around, the restaurant was clapping. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. snap. I so okay. It was, Tell this story. It was Go ahead. Four months later, that he uh-huh. officially got on one knee and proposed in Boston. You... Um, I had just received my master's. He came with me. Um, he apparently had a conversation with my parents prior um, to us going to Boston, and he got on one knee and proposed. 
And then seven months later is when we actually officially got married. So all of this was a time span of 11 months. Was it 11 months? Yeah. Yeah. That is phenomenal. That's phenomenal. When you know, you know. There you go. Do you have anything you want to add about the journey up until you all got married, Ryan? Um, you know, no, not really. I think uh, so. I, I I brought Toya home two weeks later um, to meet my late father and also to meet my mom. Um, my parents are, were divorced, so we had to go to two different houses. And when my, I got to my dad's house, you know, he was just saying, "Hey, you know," it was, you know, I kept looking at his eyes like he really was into Toya. Um, and then about a couple of days later, he asked me to lunch. And while I was at lunch, he was just like, so, you know, that's the one you're going to marry. Why? What are you waiting for? And so he was the one that was like, go ahead and start getting ready for the ring and all that good stuff because it's happening. So um, I bought the ring in April. Bought the ring in April. So we so January 11th was the day that we met. January 23rd was the day we made it official. And then um, I bought the ring in April and then proposed June 5th. And we got married December 22nd. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. So like you were saying, Toya, when you know, you know. So it's obvious that you both knew that you were supposed to spend the rest of your lives with one another. When did you know or what were your conversations around children like, either when you were dating or while you were engaged? So I... my mind is very like blurry and I think it's from having kids something happens when you become pregnant and you have kids um I think they call it a mom brain or pregnancy brain or something where you kind of start to forget some Mm -hmm. details so I I honestly don't even recall (laughs) our conversation about kids did we talk about kids I don't I don't I mean yeah we did but it wasn't it wasn't about I, I think we were trying to meet halfway in the middle like she came from a family of six and i came from a family of just two kids mm-hmm. and so i was like i'll be comfortable with three mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was and i was like me but i but i would really be comfortable with two because i know the boy and girl dynamics of how to daddy spends time with the boy then he spends time with the girl that sort of thing never thought i'd be sharing my personality with Sorry, my, my 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 mind with four different personalities. You know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, that wasn't really in the cards. To, uh, yeah, I don't think we had like a definite like, you know, like this is the number. I think we we were more so along the lines of thinking, kind of like God's will, mm-hmm. whatever God has for our life, and you know, He'll give. If he decides to give us two, you know, we can handle it. If it's more, obviously, I guess it was more. So, amen. So, did you both desire to have children, or was it just like whatever you want to do, God? I think we both desired yeah. to have them. I just don't mm-hmm. think we had like a set number in mind. Mm-hmm. Got you, got yeah. you. Okay, so that's how it started, good people. If you if you didn't know before, now you know. So let's talk about how it's going or let's move into how it's going. So uh, so how soon after you all got married, did you start having children? So, okay. So eight months later, um, 
we found out that I was pregnant with our first child. Um, so yeah, it was eight months, right? Eight, or after more like nine, after okay, nine wedding. months. We were married for nine months before mm-hmm. I got pregnant um, with our first child. I love it. I love it. All right. So how did life change after little Miss Ryla came along? Woo. Okay. So that first one <laughs> was a total like learning experience. Like the first baby, you, you're really kind of unsure. Like you can read a tons of books on like preparing, preparing for kids, but it's nothing like when you're when the baby is actually there and you have to like figure it out. It's just something that you kind of figure yeah. out as you experience it. It's not really something that you can fully prepare for. Uh, you can read all the books that you want, but <laughs> the experience is what's going to prepare you. you mm-hmm. go it. Yeah, got you. I think it's hard to believe too because you're still adjusting to your own selfishness like getting Mm. past that um and uh you know having to think about others and do for others and you know think about yourself last is all part of like a a learning experience growth pains everything so yeah it was yeah you preaching ryan you preaching all right (laughs) so for those of you that don't know, the Moors have a whopping four children now. And so after Ryla, we know definitely life changed. Now, some people say there's a bigger change between a certain quantity of children. Can you tell us whether or not there was a bigger change between like, you know, one versus two or two versus three or three versus four? You know what I mean? Yes. So for me, going from one to two was probably the most difficult uh, Mm, transition. One to two was difficult because we had gotten to the point where, you know, Ryla was very independent, you know, sleeping through the night, like all on her own. um, And we were getting good sleep and then going back to like (laughs) sleepless nights and all of that stuff was really, really rough. Um, And then like I was... A head volleyball coach and still a teacher and mm. doing all these different things. And, you know, Ryan was working and track stars and all that stuff. So it was very hard. And with Layla, I did have a little bit of that postpartum depression because I didn't fully understand how to take things off of my plate. Um, yeah. So, um, after I figured out how to clear things off of my plate, then of course life became better. And so when three and four came, it was much easier because we were kind of already in the groove. We had a routine. We can alternate nights. Um, like we were more of like a partnership. It was teamwork, like tag team. Okay, it's my night to sleep in. Um, <laughs> you got to give the kid a bottle in the middle of the night. Okay, it's my turn. So we were learning how to kind of like balance and help each other out. Um, And we kind of had a system down by the time the other two came. And so I felt like it was much easier with three and four. And then uh, the young, the older kids actually help more with the Mm -hmm. younger ones, which is very, very helpful, like super helpful. That is awesome. Oh my gosh. You said so many key things in there. Um, I wanted to, 
just reiterate the fact, first of all, you've worked full time the entire time, right? That you've been a mom. Is that correct? That's amazing. First of all, (laughs) like you deserve a trophy for that alone. But I mean, but then you also talked about how you still had to take some things off of your plate and reprioritize. So that's an incredible nugget right there because life is going to change and you have to figure out what's most important and, you know, what you can commit to in certain seasons and what you can't, what you may need to circle back and commit to later. So those are great nuggets that you shared there. Ryan, do you want to share any additional information on how life changed um, after you all started having children? Yeah. um, I think, I think one of the things we've noticed the most is that uh, the progression happens a whole lot faster. You know, Mariah is only three, but she hangs out with the eight year old and she does gymnastics and she goes to the playground and she watches the same cartoons. And it's, it's like she's essentially she's really advanced because she has two uh, older sisters to look up to. And she knows she wants to play catch up. Now you see Mason kind of looking around like I can't wait to I can get and get up and do hide and seek and tag around the house and stuff like that. You know, so. Um, yeah, it definitely gets easier the more you have because now you've got a system. We have some church members um, that have nine children. Wow. And they have them all spaced out. And so they have them broken. They raised them in pair in groups. Right. So that you had a, a older, a middle and a younger. And they all did everything for each other. Like the oldest, they had three sets. So there was three older kids in each set. And those were the ones that were responsible for making sure they brushed their teeth, making sure they um, said their prayers at night, making sure that they cleaned up behind themselves, put their rooms back together. And I'm thinking, wow, when I first heard them say they had nine, I was like, how in the world? (laughs) Um, But that's how that was their system was we have the older kids helping out. They make sure that homework is done for the younger, the middles and whatever. And I was like, wow, that's a good system. So just for instance, Toya had to go to the office this week and um, she left home at 630 and didn't come back, didn't get home until 630. And um, I had meetings all day with my job and I, I'm an enrollment manager, so I'm on Zoom most of the day. And um, I had a camera set up and I had the three oldest looking after the baby. You know, they were sitting in a they were sitting in the play yard with him for about four hours, entertaining him, getting his bottle from time to time or getting his milk from time to time. Give, and they would come down, knock on the door and I would approve snacks and stuff like that. But I didn't have to really get up and tend to him unless he had a dirty diaper. Um, and so that made the day easier. Like we could have said, oh, we need to find a babysitter for that day. But they were there. Wow. Trying them up. And- and I was checking on my phone because we have nanny cams all over our house. And so I can look on the phone and look like in it, most of the rooms that they're in, we have nanny cams. So I can always check and I can talk to them even when I'm not there. Like, uh-uh, I saw that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I scare them sometimes. So they're like, wait, are you home? Like, where are you? And I'm like, no, but I'm watching. You never know when I'm watching. I'm always watching. It's like the voice um, of God. <laughs> What'd you say, right? Like the, the voice, voice of, of God. God. It is. I was gonna say y'all give new meaning to the to the term eyes in the back of your head. Like you know, your mom mm-hmm. used to say that I got eyes in the back of my like technology has really allowed parents to have eyes in the back of the head. So yeah. kudos to y'all like holding it down for real. So mm-hmm. let me ask, what would you say is the biggest blessing about being parents and having children? Oh, I think 
it expands your world. Um, they bring so much joy. Um, they have different personalities, different activities that they love. Um, like Ryan was saying, one, well, all of them kind of do gymnastics, but one likes dance. So there's only one that like, goes to like dance lessons. Um, one that does piano. Soccer. Uh, soccer, like Girl just Scouts. all these different things. Girl Scouts. So I feel like it expands your world just like as they're learning and developing and having different interests and going to different competitions. And it's just, it's very interesting to watch them grow and learn and helping them find whatever talents and, and natural gifts that they have. That's I see awesome. a payday coming. You what? I, I see bands, sports. Oh. <laughs> Uh, had a payday coming. Yeah, I see a payday coming. I see somebody <laughs> taking care of me and my old A. We were talking upstairs earlier, and I was giving our middle daughter a lot of attention. And Toya was like, you know, that's the one you spoil the most. And I said, that's the one that's going to take care of me the best, because I'm making sure she remembers when I used to throw my back out, picking her up at the age of five and rocking her. Oh, you know? my so, gosh. You know, it's but it's fun getting to know different personalities. You know, Mason is interesting because he's not like anybody else he's Aww. it is almost like he knows he's the only boy um he he has a very short span for um discomfort like don't don't distract me don't discomfort me. i mean he sees food go on the table and he knows what time it is it's time to eat why do they get their plates before me he's he's developed a personality where it's like yeah you you know what he's thinking and then he's hits his hands on his tray when he's like uh -uh, give me some more <laughs> I'm still hungry. Give yeah. me some more. Ah, ah, ah. Even though I can't say all, all my words. Oh, know? my gosh. <laughs> what does that remind me of? Not the mama. The little dinosaur. Not the mama. Not the Okay, sorry. But go ahead. <laughs> That's hilarious. So let me ask, what is your greatest challenge now that you have children and are married? Oh, that's a good one. So I would say our greatest challenge um, is learning uh, the different things that they they need because they all have unique needs. Mm. Um, we do have a child that has a disability. And so we didn't learn about this disability until years later. Um, so we've been working with her and doing things throughout the her her life. And we just, we couldn't figure out like what, <laughs> where the disconnect was. And so um, just learning about uh, what it is and then uh, making sure that we're, we're still meeting the needs of all the other kids. Um, and <laughs> we've got one that's like kind of like gifted, um, well, showing like gifted characteristics. So that's even a challenge, like figuring out how to continue to uh, <laughs> expand that her giftedness and keep pique her yeah. interests and because she gets bored because uh you know she kind of like taught herself how to read and just different things that we were like well when did you learn how to read like what did i miss something? i love it when did you learn how to write like <laughs> like just teaching herself a bunch of things and it's like what in the world <laughs> so we're just learning like how to meet everyone's unique needs and it's such a challenge because there's four of them yeah um, just splitting splitting the time um 
but I, you know, God knows best and he put them in the correct order that they needed to be put in um, so that we can give them the amount of time that they need. Um, but it's great that they have each other um, when, when, we're, when we're not around so that they're helping each other learn, grow, develop, um, learn different skills um, from like their peers as opposed to learning it from us. Amen. Wow, that's awesome. I think the biggest challenge is finding the energy for it all and having the yeah. energy for each other when when they go down, you know, like yeah. between the hours of nine and 11, you know, you've got two good hours. What do you do? You know, before it's time to turn around and get up and do it all over again. So I think that's the biggest uh, the biggest challenge because, um, you know, we walk around the house and we see stuff um we see toys everywhere. We see, you know, uh, stuff that wrappers and whatever. And they they like to play with their toys in almost every room of the house. Hmm. And so we're always constantly walking, tripping over something, kicking something, trying to get them to clean up behind themselves, teaching them how to clean up behind themselves. And so it's like when they don't do it, where do you find the energy to do it? Laundry, six oh loads when we do it. Woo. Six <laughs> loads. It takes ah. it takes about six or seven hours, and then you got to put it all away. So the energy is the main is the main piece. I can only imagine, but I I'm glad that you you know fight to make time for each other. Still, I think that is so important and so easy to lose sight of when your children need you so much. So that's awesome. All right, last question I have before the little ones come out as they make their way in. Are there any recommendations or suggestions that you all have, either words of wisdom for um, couples that are, are, or I should say uh, married couples that are looking to have children or any resources, any tools, anything you would recommend for parents that are, you know, married couples that are already parents. So anything you yes. want to share? Yes, 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 yes. So some tools or some books for sure is what to expect when you're expecting. We we definitely read that book the first go around. We have the app. I still have the app um, because even after you're pregnant and you have the baby, it continues to send you articles and different milestones and different things to look look for in your kids to make sure that they're developing properly. So what to expect when you're expecting um, this is a good one. When your child struggles, um, by Dr. David Cook. Um, mm. I think as, as you have kids and you start to learn, uh, different things, it's always good to just continue to keep learning. Um, we have developed, um, different discipline, um, based off of, based off of some books that we've been reading, like positive parenting styles, um, and different things that's a lot different than the way that we grew up with discipline. So it's a it's a learning thing and you continue to develop. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have mom and dad guilt occasionally, but um, definitely just keep striving to learn, to do better, <laughs> to learn more. Uh, say Learn to say you're sorry when you make mistakes. Apologize to your kids. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. And this is beautiful, by the way, just seeing all y'all together. It's so incredible because you get to see the similarities and like who favors who and who acts like who. I love it. I love it. So hello, ladies. Hello. Hi, Ryla. Hi, Layla. Hi, Hi Mariah. 
Thank y'all for joining us. Brian, did you have anything you wanted to share before we dive into our game? No. All right. Well, ladies, we've got a bit of a game that I want you all to help me with. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some questions about your mommy and your dad. And we're going to see your mommy and your daddy. And we're going to see who knows or just how much I should say you know about your mommy and daddy. Okay. All right. You all ready? You guys ready? Are y'all yeah. ready? Yeah. No? <laughs> Layla's like, y'all didn't tell me about this. I'm not ready. Okay. I'm ready. Can you? Okay. Thank you, Ryla, because you're going first. You're the oldest. You're going first. Okay. So, Ryla, I'm going to ask you two questions, and I just want to see what you say. No pressure. Just want to see what you say. Okay. So, the first question is, what do you think is your mommy's favorite color? I don't know. You pick. What, what no, you could pick whatever color. Oh, what do you think? Red, red, red. What pink. color did you say? Pink. Oh, all right. I heard pink and I heard red, but pink is the correct answer. So very good, Ryla. Okay, can you tell me, Ryla, what do you think is your daddy's favorite food? Um, Breakfast food? Yeah. Breakfast food? Uh, sauce, chicken sausage. Sausage. Yeah. All right. It's in the meat family. Pretty good. Your daddy said ribs. You know he <laughs> likes ribs, girl. Yeah. <laughs> awesome job, Ryla. High five. High five. <laughs> okay, Layla, are you ready? I got two questions for you. You ready? Okay. The first question is, what is the funniest thing that you think your mom does? What do you think is the funniest thing she does? Laugh. <laughs> she does laugh. She does have a cute laugh, too. She does. Oh, that's she, so sweet. I was going to say she also dances around a lot. Does she dance around a lot? No. <laughs> You're like, not when we're around. She dances when she's by herself, dance. huh? <laughs> Okay, Layla, let me ask you one more question. What do you think is your daddy's favorite color? Green. Green. Pretty close. Pretty close. He picked one that starts with a G. He said gray. Good job, though, Layla. Good job. High five. Can you give me a high five? You got to look at the camera. High five. High five. Thank you. All right. And last but certainly not least, Miss Mariah, can I ask you some questions? It's okay. She's like, can I talk to the camera? Is it okay? Is it safe? Can you see me? Can you ask? Can you? Can I ask you two questions, Mariah? Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. The first question I want to ask is, what do you think is your mommy's favorite food? Um, suck it. What suck did you say? It. What's my favorite food? What do I like to eat? Oh, um, like salad? Salad. Salad? Mm -hmm. She said that, salad. I, girl, I wish. I wish that was my favorite food. I wish <laughs> your mama probably wish it was hers too, but that's <laughs> that's good. But she said ice cream. Do you see her eat a lot of ice cream at times? Yeah, or get excited when she eats ice cream? Yeah. Yes. Not ice cream. Ice cream is my favorite. I, I love ice cream. Chocolate. Oh, I like chocolate too. Yeah, Chocolate is good. Okay, I have one more question for you, Mariah. Just one, one more. This is the Mariah. last question. What do you think is the funniest thing that your daddy does, Mariah? What do you think is the funniest um, thing? Hmm? 
laugh. Sometimes he does yeah. laugh, especially when the joke is funny. Does he also tell you all stories? Daddy. Yeah. Yes, yes. High five, Mariah. You did great. Thank y'all so much for joining us this morning. It's so mm -hmm. great seeing y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, y'all can go back upstairs. That was it? Yeah, that was it. That was it. Easy, that was easy. It. Thank, Thank y'all for letting me play a game with y'all. <laughs> All right. They're like, I don't want to go. Do it to me. Oh, <laughs> bye bye. We'll see you in a minute. I love it. I love it. Well, thank y'all so much for participating in this week's episode and allowing your children to participate as well. I say say that specifically to Ryan and the girls because I know Toya. We we roll every week during this, but I'm sure it was a bit different being in the hot seat this week. So. Thank, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we got to get into our black dress challenge for the week. For those of you that don't know, we have a challenge each week as we are trying to get into that black dress. You know the one I'm talking about, that one you got your eye on or that might be in the back of the closet because you're like, mm, not yet. We're trying to get into that black dress. So last week in the spirit of Valentine's Day, we said, you know what? We want you to indulge in one thing that you really like because Indulgence is important as long as you do it in moderation. So I hope you had your favorite dessert last week. This week, in the spirit of love and kids, Toya, do you want to share what our black dress challenge is? Yes. Go play with some kids and <laughs> burn some calories. They don't have to be your own kids. You can play with your godchildren, your neighbor's kids, your nieces, nephews. Just play with some kids. Go outside, burn some calories, enjoy the weather. Maybe take them to the park and let them play on the playground. Yes, have some fun. You'll be burning calories and giving the parents a break too, if you're not a parent. So. <laughs> Yes. That is this week's Black Dress Challenge. And then we'll go ahead and uh, close out. Actually, next week, we're going to be talking about love and legacy. We have some special guests that will be sharing their journey of dating, marriage, having children, and now being grandparents with us and what that journey entails and what they've learned along the way. So we hope that you will join us. And Toya, do you want to close us out? Yes. And as always... Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. See you guys next time. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See, See you next time. time.